0: Welcome to the STL Soccer Report, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network.
1: I'm at Boogie Nights Nights Club at Hollywood Casino with Pat Berry. We each got a beer in our hands. We're having a good time tonight. Kind of a good celebration because a lot was announced tonight, not just uniforms. Uh, How are you feeling about how the night's gone so far?
2: It's been a great night. Uh, anytime we get a chance to add new partners it's good for the franchise and, and to announce a television deal is is something we probably never dreamed possible two three years ago
1: yeah so that television deal is KpLR channel 11 is gonna broadcast eight home games two away games um, that's really great because I think that electric
2: energy that people might not experience at the park might come through the TV there what do you is that part of the, the thinking there absolutely it's a chance for us to show more of st. Louis than we're able to show now what st. Louis SFC is all about how exciting it is and how great the games are and so the home games are going to show that and for the chance to see what's going on in Cincinnati with 20 30,000 people uh, only helps what we're doing here so we're very excited definitely I am I'm honestly excited for the world to see this happening on TV this is really good Um, how did that come about did they come to you did you go to go to them or did you talk to a few different stations how does that work it's been something that we've been talking with them about actually for a couple of years and, and it's very big initiative for the league uh, over the last two years. Uh, Teams in Cincinnati, Sacramento, and Louisville have had great success. So for us, when we saw that success, we knew this offseason we needed to make something happen. And so Channel 11 and Fox 2 have been good partners so far. And and honestly, it it was a very short process. They wanted it, we wanted it, and it was easy to make it happen. I'm really glad to hear that. So
1: let's talk about the jerseys, though. The main reason we were here was to look at the new unveiling of the jerseys. This is a, a white jersey with some Navy. A nice big Navy stripe across it real clean
2: how does this process go down and in your position at least who decides what who gets what how does this happen everybody wants to know right so yeah. for us uh, Jeremy and his staff handle that and and they bring some options and then we all talk about it as a group like we do with everything uh, and then the right people make those decisions which is Jeremy and his team and and for us you know there's some limitations with Nike it's not just uh, the sky's the limit you got to pick from what they have, and yeah. and so for us, when, when he showed me this uh, way back in the fall, to me, I like clean, I like classic. So for me, it was it was it was an easy yes. But other people had to debate it. Um, but for us, it shows our sponsors well, it shows our brand well, and it's different than anything we've done so far. Definitely. I think you guys have been making good decisions in that way. I like that, you know, that you got
1: the classic representation going there. Um, how about how the preseason's going and looking forward to the season? I don't talk to you very often about this kind of stuff. So maybe just give us a preview or how, how it's feeling in the front office so far this season.
2: You know, I think there's uh, I probably the best way to say it is cautious optimism. Yeah. You know, we're, we don't want to get out of ourselves. We've gotten excited before, and the results necessarily weren't there. Uh, but with Preki, the way he's going about his business, we've been very, very pleased. I've been very, very pleased. Uh, but it's, it's not something that's going to happen on opening night, and that's something that we keep telling everybody is that he's put, putting something into place. That's going to take a little while. And when we interviewed him, I was just talking about this earlier. You know, he said, Look, if you're going to judge me on my first five games, let's just end the conversation now. Mm. And he's 100% right. It's, he's not going to turn it around right away. But I think right off the bat, we're going to see a team that, that looks and feels different than previous years. And I think that come may and june you're gonna see a team that we're all really really excited about and so i know that's hard for our fans it's hard for us in the front office who want wins right now and i think we'll get those wins but come may june july this is a team we're really going to be able to get behind I think it's great to go out on that thank you for joining me back thank you
1: all right, welcome to the show. I thought I'd start with a little interview with Pat Berry there, the executive director of St. Louis FC, uh, talking about the uniforms, talking about uh, the uh, beginning of the season here. Uh, you know, we're getting continued, continued re- like reinforcing of the fact that this might be a slow start to this season, and it just makes sense, um, and, and it's good to kind of get that in our ears because now maybe instead of expecting, well, we got this new precky coach who can conquer the world and do anything with a team we're going to be winning 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 well if we start slow people are going to freak out um with that and so you know almost a whole new team it's good to have the front office expecting you know sending those kind of expectations our way for the beginning of the season to kind of temper them um but you know preki starts slow anyway so it's a good it's a good thing to keep in mind, but um, you know who knows? Maybe we'll win one or two. You know, in the in the first run of five or six games, which not the easiest start for sure. Uh, starting with um, starting with the Ottawa Fury, we're getting Cincinnati and Louisville in there. Some really tough teams to start off the season with. So, you know, if we escape escape with one, two wins in the beginning, and at some point at the end, um, you know they're asking for us to be calm now and wait. But that maybe comes with a trade-off of expectation later in the season. So um, kind of calling it safe now, but maybe putting more pressure on themselves at the end. But um, the track record for Precky kind of backs up that thinking. So, you know, maybe a good bet by the front office there. But good to hear from Pat Berry. I don't talk to him enough, actually. And so I'm going to try to get a hold of him a little bit more, if uh, not to only... Uh, give Jeremy a break from time to time. <laughs> so, um, okay, cool. So I wanted to also get one interview out of the way today because I have two more interviews coming your way. We've got one with David Agoric is the new uh, goalkeeper for St. Louis FC. Uh, a veteran guy, someone that we should all be very excited to have on our team, made the second um, all-USL team last year for goalkeeping. And so quality guy, we got him real early in the season. Someone we went after right away, so um, he's not just a a goalkeeper, though. There's a lot to him, and I'll let you guys kind of hear about that in the interview, so that's first. And then right after that, I talked to Steve Bernasconi. He is the soccer tour tour kid uh, guy. He's not a kid, but he's traveling the world, the country, visiting not just MLS stadiums, not just in ASL stadiums, USL stadiums, um, visiting games. I think even in NPSL, PDL, um, he's been just filling up every single day he can with games and and training and and visiting different landmarks. And and you'll hear more from him about that. Um, But it's just something I think a lot of us have all thought of doing, and um, he's actually doing it. And so I definitely want to plug this as often as I can. I say it again later, but definitely look him up um, on Twitter on Facebook, on uh, just Googling him, it pops up pretty easily if you look up the soccer tour or Steve Bernasconi uh, and give that guy some support. Um, He's living out some the dreams that maybe a lot of us would like to be doing that, and um, he definitely should get some support from that. So, okay, I hope you enjoy those interviews. Before we get to that, though, let's hear a little bit about what's been going on lately for St. Louis FC. St. Louis FC surprised us with a double unveiling Thursday night at Hollywood Casino, as you heard earlier from Pat Berry, the New Jersey and a local TV deal all in one night. Uh, So the TV deal is this KPLR Channel 11 will be airing 10 St. Louis FC games this season. The games were well chosen as they show the intent of the team of bringing the electric atmosphere of worldwide stadium to the people at home. Eight games of those um, eight of those games will be at home. And not surprisingly, the two away games uh, were chosen to be Cincinnati games. So, uh, hint, hint, St. Louis, we can do a little bit better. Now, as for the jersey, this is a podcast, so I can't exactly describe it well enough for you. But generally, I hope you've seen those online. But generally, uh, it's going to be an all-white jersey. It's going to have a. It does have a navy blue ring around the collar, and it has a navy blue wide horizontal stripe. And inside of that, you see the Worldwide Technology uh, logo as they are the jersey um, sponsor. They did add a Toyota sponsor this year on on one side. We got the USL logo on the other side and um, Mercy on the back for uh, the Mercy, the hospital group, healthcare group. Um, So it's a good looking, clean, classic, crisp jersey, if I may say so myself. I like it. Um, From what I hear, it will be our typical away jersey matched with white socks, white shorts, all white except for the stripe and the collar. So um, typically that'll be our away jersey. The navy blue jersey has been retired and the green will take over for the new home jersey. So perhaps we'll have an alternate jersey next year. We'll see what the guys do. In other news, last Saturday I was able to go to St. Louis FC's game against uh, Swope Park Rangers at the Neutral Columbia College location. Uh, It was cold. My hands did not want to move after I was uh, leaving there. I didn't dress accordingly and um, booked it out of there after the game. So I didn't get to talk to Jeremy about it, but here's a little bit about the game itself. Um, St. Louis looked the best they've looked yet in a preseason game, Uh, but it's still preseason. We don't know what kind of competition Swope Park was throwing out there, Uh, but we did score three goals. We won three goals, uh, three goals to one. Octavio Guzman scored twice, uh, once on a free kick and once from, uh, he made a far post run on a cross from Dalgard, And um, that ball to Dalgard was able to be gotten because uh, Milan was pressing the defense got the ball away from I think the goalkeeper actually and got the ball to dog he crossed it to um uh, sorry Guzman on a kind of a late far post run really beautiful he was wide open headed it right in uh, really solid work from all three of those guys um Mats Biermann scored uh once in play um He's just, he looked really dangerous, and um, as he did against OKC, he was playing right under the striker, so that's a place he can play. Honestly, the most dangerous I've seen him is in that role, uh, but he does look good on the wing as well, but um, hopefully you can see for yourself in the games coming up here. Uh, But just in case you haven't seen him, that's what I've seen so far. Uh, But Swope Park's one goal, they came from us as well. Um, Kind of a head-scratching, just a lot of chaos happening in defense, Um, Proof that we do look better, but again, it is still preseason, still figuring out some things in defense. Uh, It was a bit of an own goal there. Just someone trying to clear something out, and it just went off a guy and right into the net. Uh, Some other things about that game... Uh, Former Scott Gallagher and St. Louis FC Academy signing Kuzain played the number six role for Swope in the first most of the game. I want to say probably 50, 60 minutes. Uh, We gave him hell, I want to say. He was pushed around a lot. And when he tried to retaliate, he's a smaller guy playing the sixth role. And um, he got called on a lot of fouls because he has to be more physical and more blatant with his uh, physicality, I think. And um, he just got called for it most of the time. Whereas the big boys were able to kind of push him around um, a little easier, unfortunately for him. So, you know, he's more of a playmaker in my opinion. It, opinion. It was weird to see him in that sixth role, but um, maybe he does well in training um, in that role. So interesting to see him there. But he got pushed around a lot, and uh, James Musa actually came in for him when he went off. And so it was good to see James Musa. Uh, he Getting a full 90 was a uh, fan favorite, Parker Marr. It was really good to see him play. He was at left back, and he's been starting at left back pretty much every game that I've looked at the lineup for Swope Park. So I think he's going to be pretty well a starting player for them at left back, as he should be, in my opinion. He's a, he's a great player. Uh, did a good job. Uh, nothing. He didn't do anything that stood out in that game that I saw. I got a little. I got there a little late, but um, still, you know, quality play from Parker is always, and uh, he's never letting letting down, letting anyone down in, in the level of play. He's putting in every game. Uh, So yeah, those guys, they all looked actually pretty much how I remember them. That's not good. That's not bad. Um, Musa's really good on the ball, especially for a guy playing so far back on the pitch. Parker looked like himself, uh, putting in a solid 90, uh, putting in lots of effort. So, After the game, the players for St. Louis FC went and shook hands and said hello to all the Luligans that were there. And waiting after he went and talked to his own supporters for Swope Park was James Musa, and after our team moved out he came and shook hands with the Luligans and so even though there was a lot of crap being said during the game uh, it was all smiles and and best wishes after the game it was really nice to see. All right that's it for uh, any news I wanted to talk about today now let's go on to the interview with David Lagoric, our new goalkeeper. This is still a holdover from the IMG Academy interviews that I did. I still have a couple left after this, so uh, enjoy getting to know David LaGuardia. Joined by David Lagorik here in IMG Academy, we're in kind of the cafeteria. You guys just got done watching Southampton-Manu. It was a pretty good game.
0: Yeah, very exciting. I'm a big Manu fan. I have been since I was a kid. So, uh, and also a big Zlatan fan. So the same score in the last few minutes and sure. get the three points, that was really fun.
1: Very cool. Yeah, I had to miss it, so I'm gonna have to rewatch that one. Uh, but let's talk about you in Europe. If we're gonna talk about British teams, we might as well talk about your start. Uh, you got a few months at a time at a couple clubs in Europe. Uh, can you just start me from the beginning with maybe Bayer Leverkusen and, and work our way up?
0: Yeah. So I was uh, given the opportunity by a coach and mentor, when I was younger, about 13. Uh, he uh, brought me over to uh, to go to Leverkusen Academy, and I got a great experience. Uh, you know, working with. Couple different teams there, uh, U16s and that. Um, Got a little experience with the first team, just as, you know, I was a little baby, so it was (laughs) was all really new to me and exciting, but it really opened my eyes up to what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be. Um, You know, just really gave me a taste for that next level. So that was was kind of the start, and then after that, um, he took me to Austria, and I played uh, at the Austria Wien Academy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I spent a little time there, and, uh, you know, both experiences I kind of just brought home with me and brought that passion, and it. it really, I think, definitely changed my life from there.
1: Yeah, I, I, I've talked to a lot of guys who have been in similar situations. That's pretty high up there as far as that. But, yeah, I imagine it changes your outlook and the professionalism. Is it a totally different outlook as far as Europeans, the way they view soccer at that age? Or
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, just seeing everything from, like, the, the entire city being in love with the team and, and mm-hmm. just seeing the passion throughout the entire uh, like country. Uh, it, it just really shows you how important this game is and how big it is uh, worldwide, you know, and obviously come back to America it's not like that. So yeah. I, I brought a little bit of that culture, you know, internally back home and, and I had that drive that kept pushing me, uh, you know, because I just kept putting that image in my head of where I wanted to be and, you know, it's, it's still there. It's still in the mantle of what I want to reach. And, you know, even if I never reach that, if I get close as possible, that's all I wanted.
1: Without a doubt, yeah. So you traveled around from there. Uh, looks like you were in Puerto Rico, Thailand, Sweden. Can we kind of lump those together? What were those
0: experiences like? Yeah, it was good. I mean, I, I, as a goalkeeper, we need—it's very important to get games. So first chance I got, I went to Thailand, and you know, I was getting forty-five or so games a season. Oh wow! Yeah, and it's—it's it's really wild there. You live the full pro lifestyle. You—you know, there's massive amounts of fans. Uh, you know, you're kind of a star among the country and. So, you know, that was a very good experience to start off with and and get, you know, make all my young mistakes early there um, and, and get into the rhythm of that. And then from there, you know, went to Sweden, which is the level's higher, expectations are much, much more difficult. Um, but it was, uh, you know, all in all, just to kind of get different uh, styles and, and kind of develop my own goalkeeper style was was really important to me.
1: Yeah, and it sounds like you actually did really well in Sweden. I saw, read some praise about you being there, and you made the first team pretty quickly. Yeah, and yeah. You stayed there, right? It was, uh,
0: yeah, Sweden, I think, was, was kind of something that changed me as well, because uh, I was able to be coached, my goalie coach was uh, Magnus Hedman, he was the national goalie coach and played in Chelsea. Wow. Um, you know, and I was able to play against Malmo FF, you know, big team and had a great showing there. Um, you know, obviously I, I kind of wanted to stay in Europe, but uh, you know, when you're over there, the, the expectation as a foreigner is much higher than a Swede, so okay. it's, you know, it becomes a lot more difficult to kind of move around and, and you have one bad game and you're kind of, you're out in the shadows.
1: Interesting. Well, yeah, that leads us to Ottawa Fury, Colorado Switchbacks. What was the transfer like, the transition there changing from European to Canadian-American?
0: Yeah, it was, well, I mean, I, you know, after being overseas for a while, the MLS and the U.S. League started to develop a lot more, and, you know, I really wanted to come, I won't say I was homesick, but I, you know, I definitely, I wanted to make my name in America because no matter how well I was doing overseas, not many people really knew about it. Sure, Um, So it kind of takes a little toll on you, and you, you want to prove your name, and you want to obviously get a look at national team or mm. MLS and that. And so Ottawa Fury came open, and that was a great experience, it was the first first year that they came, you know, their inaugural season, mm. um, and I was coached, you know, by Bruce Grabalar as well, so another, you know, great legend who taught me a lot. And, um, you know, and then, you know, things happened like in football world that I just wasn't able to stay. Um, You know, the switchbacks opened up, Uh, I was able to spend two good years there, got a lot of games, a lot of good experiences, and then, you know, in the end got a lot of stats and and recognition to be able to uh, to put my name out there on the uh, goalkeeper list in America.
1: Yeah. you know, you made a couple saves this week, even that you know are backing the talent is is backing your resume there and the stats because uh, you're doing a great job with us so far, as far as I can tell. And um, can you talk about the difference as far as St. Louis FC? We've got a very different system here. We've got. Several great defenders, you know, vying for spots. Um, what part do you take in organization and helping those guys um, gel and, and get ready in this preseason?
0: I mean, I think a lot of uh, performance success is going to come from a lot of off-field stuff. You know, just guys, guys getting confidence, uh, and then guys staying together as a group. Um, brand new team. None of us have played together ever. You know, and. You know so the main thing is is there's gonna be ups and downs you know and there already has been you see some of these scores and no matter how we feel about the game I felt like we played tremendous yesterday we had moments that I f- we had them on their heels and yeah. uh, but still the score was was 3 one and and so for us to keep our heads and our confidence and stay together as a group and kind of trust in the process that the coaches believe in um, That for me is, I think, is going to be part of my role, is to keep, you know, especially some of the young guys, keep them focused and, uh, you know, encourage them and, you know, kind of show them them the path that I've been. It's taken a long time, and and I know it's a long season. Uh, We're going to need every single player, um, and we're going to need everyone to be cheering for each other.
1: Yeah, and, and the, the system that we're running here, you know, it's Precky's thing, is it a lot different than switchbacks or is it really not, is it kind of, you're able to transfer that knowledge pretty quickly?
0: No, it's definitely, I think, uh, probably a 180. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, our style of switchbacks is a lot different, as well as my individual role was much, much different, but I think this role here, I assimilate to, uh, to Sweden. I was, I was pushed to use my feet a lot. Play outside the box. Play aggressive. Uh, you know the Swedes are, you know, a bunch of Vikings. They just want to run <laughs> and tackle and that. So that's kind of our style here: is to press hard, work hard, use our feet, and have uh, have confidence in our skills. You know, and then and develop our confidence, and mm-hmm. you know, and not being scared to make mistakes because you know yeah. none of us are. None of us are caca, and so we're we're just trying to get better every single day and not worry about the little things.
1: Yeah, well, and you are being put out there because the press really exposes you. You know, those balls over the top. You know, learning how to deal with that while you're pressing. I mean, it's got to be a huge challenge, especially against MLS squads, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. Uh, I like playing with my feet. You know, it's something that in my off time I'm always juggling. I'm always doing something. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so it's. It's it's a really good challenge, and that's what I knew from the beginning when I was contacted by St. Louis, and I was, you know, told about the style, and, and the goalie coach told me what they expected of me. For me, it was a fantastic challenge because I know, I know I have all the skills, you know, and I have a lot more to give uh, than I have in the last couple of years, and I just needed people to really, I needed them to push me, but also believe in me that, you know, even when you make mistakes, I know I still can do it, and and just understand and stick by my side. Without a doubt, right, let's transition.
1: I wanted to make sure we got this in, talking about it before we left today. And uh, you're about to go meet some family. So I really want to talk about your filmmaking. Uh, you're a filmmaker, you're a producer. Uh, documentaries is what it looks like. Uh, I read a little bit about, uh, what is it, waves of destruction. Uh, can you tell me just a little bit about that before we go?
0: Yeah, so when I was younger, I was, I've always been kind of obsessed with uh, the film industry and, and, and movies. And So I, you know, when I was younger, I started to kind of pick up a camera and start filming. And uh, you know, I had a little knack for it, that and editing. and. Um, you know, I had a good friend of mine who had a company, a uh, food relief agency, um, and when the tsunami hit in in Asia in 2004, he uh, you know asked me if I wanted to come along and film. So he paid for everything and wow. paid me for my time, and you know it was an amazing experience, but at the same time, very uh, saddening you know thing to go through. And but it definitely gave me a view of how important and how um, impactful film is, and how. You know we took that film and we were able to send it to donors and we were able to raise a lot of money and so you know i, I did that for a couple more years uh i did wedding videos i did you know anything i could kind of do and mm-hmm. uh eventually transitioned i started to realize I'm, I'm more excited in front of the camera than i am behind the camera so uh you know eventually started to kind of get into acting a little bit and i think that's i've done a few little Kind of background work and acting. And I, nice. I, I kind of think that's the future for me and uh, my little side hobbies. Nice.
1: <laughs> well, cool. I uh, wish you the best of luck. We're glad to have you here in St. Louis. Thanks for talking to me today. Thank you very much, man. David Lagoric, goalkeeper for St. Louis FC, actor. Model, adventurer, humanitarian, producer, uh, man, I think he's uh, I think might be a little interested in him once he starts uh, getting up in his older ages and has a few more uh, notches on his belt as far as what he's done uh, out there in the world. Man, he's getting around doing some cool stuff, um, living a good life, and uh, hopefully bringing some wins to St. Louis FC this year. Uh, that was a really interesting interview there, but um. <laughs> I'm complimenting myself, aren't I? But either way, uh, Deville is the interesting one there. Uh, he's looking great. I didn't mention it there, but you know, I said he was making some good saves. But that he had one Orlando City save um, that no one got to see that was just a fingertip save. He charged out. If he had done anything differently, he wouldn't have gotten a hand on anything there. Um, but he made a really great save. It was kind of early in the game. The guys still weren't kind of up to the pace um, of game that Orlando City was throwing at him, and uh, they got through, and he just made a great save. So really excited to have Davila with us this year. And uh, I didn't want to say much more. Um, You know, I'm doing this alone this year so far, uh, so I wanted to make sure I got lots of interviews so that I'm not the only one talking at you all the time. So again, I'm going to be short here, uh, but I will fit in this thing right here, and that is that if anyone is interested in helping out in any way, um, I'm very open to having someone come talk. Um, if you know about soccer, especially, you know, if you know more than me, which is not much. Uh, if you're a huge fan and you think you can talk on a podcast, if you would just like to help behind the scenes um, with anything, if you're involved in video or or graphics or anything like that. Or if you'd like to kind of get involved in interviewing the team, I could use some help in that especially. And so it might get you a little access and, and some practice in interviewing and, and getting information from guys on the team and in the front office. Um, I'm, I'm open to anything. If anyone's interested in helping and in just geeks out on the team like I do, um, that's really all I'm about here. If I claim to be anything else, um, I need to check myself on that. So All right. uh, Again, thanks for listening. But the next interview here is Steve Bernasconi. We're still not even 30 minutes into this interview, into this podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and throw this in at the end here. But I hope no one skips over it. I may even throw it in another interview, another podcast, just to make sure everyone got it. But Steve is on a journey around the world, uh, the country just enjoying soccer listen to him and all his views on on why he's doing it it's not for the publicity people it's for him to have a good time and get some experiences under his belt and before he moves on maybe to something else so uh, listen to this interview with Steve and uh, listen to all the good things he has to say. All right, welcome back to the show. This is Phil here again with Steve Bernasconi. He is the, you know, he's becoming more and more famous, actually, for his soccer tour around the nation. Uh, Steve, you're starting more or less southeast. Um, you're in Tampa right now, and it's right at the beginning of your tour. And uh, where are you ending up?
3: Well, first of all, Phil, thank you uh, for having me on. But yeah, it's, I'm about five days into it right now. Um, I left uh, Fort Lauderdale, which is my hometown, on Thursday. hmm uh, and then I attended the Rowdies training on Friday, their Suncoast Invitational on Saturday and just the past couple of days, been just meeting up with people and, and taking in some local wisdom, uh, putting out some videos and just really enjoying, really enjoying it so far. It's, it's been great. The people have been wonderful and the experience with the Rowdies was the perfect start to the tour.
1: Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what you did today and, and, you know, yesterday as well.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, we can, we can even go back as, as far as Friday. Uh, you know, when that, my first interaction with the club, yeah, uh, you know, is the, the two PR people, Mike and Nico, who I've known for years, uh, having worked for the Strikers. They were my my counterparts, and uh, we get on really well. And I, I showed up to the club early in the morning. They took me on a little stadium tour. I watched the team train. <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, in the afternoon, the staff had a little cookout, so it was cool to, to hang out with them. And he certainly. Uh brought me back to uh the camaraderie that I miss uh you know when I used to work with the with the strikers and so that that was nice and then Saturday it was a triple header, which was really really cool It's a lot of soccer to take in at once yeah uh and some really good games first game uh, three nil at the half second game three nil at the half uh the third game I was really disappointed with the because they were only up two nil at the half um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what is that nonsense? Unbelievable. But yeah, three three games. Yeah, honestly. Three games, uh thirteen goals. It was it was phenomenal. Um and I hung out with supporters, Ralph Mob, who are just a lot of fun, really cool people. And um yeah, completely exhausted by the end of it. I don't think I've ever watched the Triple Header before. No kidding. And then it- the past couple of days.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean it's to to start the tour with three games in a row. I just have to wonder: are you are you at all worried about just you're going to feel like you're watching too much soccer? Do you see that happening?
3: Um, like in terms of getting burnt out. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think you can watch too much soccer <laughs> unless you're. Uh, maybe though. I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's it's different when it's it's one game every few days, mm-hmm. but uh, three in a row. In one day, that was certainly uh, pushing the limit for me. Oh, but yeah. uh, but no, by the end of it, it was it's fantastic, and I've had the past couple of days to kind of uh, digest it all. Sit down in front of a computer, put uh, put together a video. I just put out a new video about the rowdies, um, and then just meeting with some prominent people in the community. It's been great.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I wonder if you know you doing it day by day by day by day. Things like the actual game. Um, you know, watching a soccer game is going to start falling to the wayside. You're going to start just picking out those those little intricacies, the differences between each city, each town, each team. You know, you're going to see a lot of different tactics around the, the country, different uh, different talent levels, uh, styles of play. You know, like what are what are some of the things you've already noticed in just going in a couple different cities here?
3: Well, I think it's even less about the soccer side and more about the personal side, hmm. you know, early on. Right now, just experiencing a new city that I haven't, you know, I've spent a little bit of time here, um, but it is, uh, you know, a different pace and there's different people. And and then the other side of the tour, which is relying on the network of people within the community and, you know, my network of friends and family and, and people that patronize me, And so the first two days, uh, I stayed with with Mike, who who works at the Rowdies, and that was awesome. And now I'm with uh, my cousin and his wife in in Tampa. And, you know, that's just the whole other side of the tour where it's about the network of people in the game and not not just sharing their stories and their perspectives, but hanging out with them and, um, you know, kind of relying on them to, to make this thing happen.
1: Yeah. Well, you mentioned family there. Um, how does your family feel about this? Have they been supportive all along and, and really pushing you on this one? Or has it been, they, they kind of think you're a little crazy.
3: I think everyone thinks I'm crazy and that's fine. I think, I think you, ha- yeah, I think you have to be crazy to do something like this. Um,
1: well, I would argue that there are a lot of crazy soccer fans that are just incredibly jealous of you too at the same time. But then again, maybe what makes you crazy is, is you're the one that actually went through and, and are doing it, you know? so maybe Right.
3: Y- yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's it's funny because right, a lot of people have this idea. You know, we we fantasize about it or you know, we um one of my recent patrons actually is Bill Reese who put together uh in two thousand fifteen, you know, the ultimate soccer road trip type thing and he, he planned it out how he would hit every MLS team, every NASL, USL. Um, and of course it was just a, a dream. It, it wasn't something that he actually was able to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people I think have that, that idea of, man, wouldn't it be so cool to to do this or to just jump in a van and go for it? Um, and I'm actually doing it. So it's exciting. And I think a lot of people it, it's resonated with them and, and maybe they, they're optimistic about it and they want to live vicariously through it. But, um, it's for me, yeah, to, to actually have, the, the dominoes fall at the right time in my life to be able to pull something like this off. Yeah. I'm very fortunate. Um, but it's also something that I've, I've, I've wanted to do. And I don't want to have a regret down the later in my life where it's like, you know, you should have done that. Why didn't you? So yeah, I'm doing it.
1: I like it. And, and, you know, I'm thinking to myself too, you know, you're mentioning, it sounds like you really, really like that whole personal side, getting to know people. Um, I actually just rode with an Uber driver the other day that it was kind of, You two would have been really great for each other because that's all he's kind of in it for. Uh, He kind of talked about how the money wasn't necessarily all that good, but he just loves the interaction. Um, But, you know, I wonder if there's other stuff. What is what is the thing that you kind of secretly hope to do on this trip um, that you're going to kind of geek out on? uh, But isn't something necessarily is the main focus. You're just kind of hoping for a few of those things to the side i know for me it would be something like you know going out to eat and getting the best food in every city or you know the best beers in every city uh is there something like that for you
3: um i don't know if i could pinpoint a a single thing i'm 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 really looking forward to all of it you know Um, just casting a wide net just
1: give me everything you got a
3: wide yeah (laughs) no honestly it's it's obviously the focus of, of the tour it's the soccer tour, right? So it's it's all about soccer and it's all about watching these games and, and meeting the people within the soccer community. But I'm hitting, I don't know, forty something states. I'm gonna be hitting I don't even know, maybe a hundred cities and meeting hundreds, if not thousands, of people. So it's it's really I think the, the personal side of it almost outweighs the soccer side because like you said, these interactions, you know, you're an Uber driver, I had an Uber driver, um uh, back in, God, when, was, when did we get knocked out of the Open Cup? Back in, like, July or so, I was in Chicago, and I was just talking soccer with my Uber driver, Yeah, and he had never been to a Chicago Fire game, and I said, look, you know, my, my team is playing the Fire tonight. Um, if you have any interest in going, let me know, and I'll, I'll hook you up a ticket. And he actually texted me back. And went to the game, sent me a text, you know, with a selfie, and, uh, you know, I still keep in touch with the guy. So it's, it's things like that where there's just some really cool people out there and and some really fun stories. Um, You know, I heard some today meeting with, uh, with Farouk, uh, Qureshi and that's really what I think inspired me to do it is, is the story side of it. And just the, almost like, you know, I've been calling it like a cast of characters or like celebrities within the soccer ethos. You know, there's certain names that we all know of, but maybe we don't really know the person or we don't really know their story or their perspective. Um,
1: well, okay. So you're talking about different people, and I like the Reddit situation, t- finding all those Reddit guys. And um, I'm going to mess him up. Um, but uh, there's a guy down in uh, Tampa that I was trying to get a hold of to kind of ask about. We talked about Jose Angulo uh, playing for St. Louis FC. And I guess Boba Fett, one of these guys wears a, or maybe not in Tampa, sorry, Fort Lauderdale. No, uh, he wears a yeah, Boba yeah, Fett yeah. mask colored yellow and black. Yeah. Tell me about this mm-hmm. guy. And then we're going to talk about Angulo too. But tell me about this guy. It sounds like a character.
3: Yeah, that's Stryker Fett. He's <laughs> uh, he was famous around Lockhart. Uh, yeah, his name is uh, Caesar, and he was famous. He's got these uh, the quad drums at the Stryker Games, nice. and he has a custom red and gold Stryker'sified Boba Fett mask. <laughs> and uh, you know, there were there was a few others too in Fort Lauderdale. These interesting characters. So there's a guy named Nate who would wear like uh almost like a Thor outfit and have like a giant hammer, I think. He certainly had the, the helmet. But uh yeah, these are like interesting people, you know, and, and that's part of what the tour is about is finding these people and, and talking to them, you know? Definitely. And yeah. then as far as Angulo, uh what do you tell me what you want to know? He's a great guy, first off. You guys are you're gonna love him over there.
1: Yeah, I haven't had an opportunity to, to talk to him yet, but I don't know if you know that St. Louis is full of new faces this year. So I'm kind of working my way down the list there, uh, but I'll, maybe I'll try to move him up a little bit if he's nice. Uh, that'll be really good. Um, but, you know, it, it's he's been hard to kind of get information on. Most of the information about him, even though he's been in the U.S. for a long time, is is in Spanish, actually. So I've been looking, I've heard a little bit about injury problems, and so I don't know if you've... Heard about him having some injury problems and whether or not it was that big of a deal. Um, but really just any information you got, tell me what you got, man.
3: Well, yeah. So, so my first interaction with Jose was when, uh, the strikers signed him prior to the 2015 season. And he had, he had been the, uh, the USL scoring leader. I think the season before it was, it was, uh, I know Dom Dwyer had set the record and Gulo tied it or passed it or something. I think he like at the last
1: minute passed it and won the MVP or something like that. Or no, he had more assists.
3: He He had more assists. Okay, that's what it was. He had more assists. So level on goals, more assists. Um, But yeah, so we knew we were getting a guy who could score goals because um, certainly something that that our team was lacking. And that's what Jose is. He's a a goal scorer. Um, If you ever have the opportunity to watch training or anything like that, when he gets within range of goal, and you just see his his left foot swinging back, it's just like okay, that's that's going in the back of the net kind of thing. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a traditional number nine. But we he actually played a little bit on the on the wing with the striker, so he can do that too. But uh, no, just clinical finisher. Uh, he can dribble. There's a there's a clip of him. I think we were playing Jacksonville Armada. But just absolutely floored the guy with uh, you know a couple step overs, cut back this way, cut it back the other way, and you know they literally broke a guy's ankles, put him put him flat on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, on the field he's a, he's an exciting player to watch, and then off the field, he's a really nice guy, humble guy, um, and you know he gets he gets on very well with the fans. And obviously, if you're gonna have him on your podcast, he's uh he's a good guest to have as well.
1: Great. Good to hear. Uh, I appreciate all that information. It gets us a little bit of insight on a guy. Again, we just haven't been able to find a whole lot of info on. Um, we're going to wrap up here in a second, but anything else you wanted to talk about before we go, um, before we kind of talk about what, what's next and on the table?
3: No, um, I mean, I'm looking forward to, uh, to going out to St. Louis. I've, I've heard a lot. Of, I've never even been actually, mm-hmm. believe it or not. So, um, obviously I know a little bit about the city and obviously it's, uh, a market that eats soccer crazy and always seems to be on the list for potential MLS expansion. And so I'd, I'd really like to uh, to see that firsthand and experience what uh, St. Louis FC is all about, what the supporters culture is all about, and obviously the barbecue that I hear so much <laughs> about. So uh, a few things I'm, I'm really looking forward to about coming to St. Louis, and that's in uh, July 11th, I believe. Against June 11th. Atlanta Steel. June yeah. eleventh. Okay, see, I'm all over the place. Thank, <laughs> thank you for having that handy. No, um, you're
1: talking to a lot of people right now, so it's good. I appreciate you. Yeah, doing this. just a, just a few.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool, man. Well, um, you know, I was I was just thinking about I talked to you earlier, and I, you know, I said you know, I wasn't sure if you had time to fit me in, and I said no matter what, uh, we're going to make sure we try to take care of you when you come to St. Louis, and I know I'm not going to be the last person to offer that, especially maybe after people hear this. Um, but yeah, you know, I was thinking how I wanted to get a care package together for you. That's got all St. Louis stuff in it and stuff to take care of you. But, you know, the more I thought about it, the more I realized, or I wondered if something like cash or a gas card might be the best thing to get you, um, because I bet you're getting beers offers all over the place and dinner offers. But, uh, I wonder, I bet not many people are buying you gas or anything.
3: Well, it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, I'm driving around in a van and just, Within five days in Tampa, I've acquired a pirate hat from one of their supporters. I've acquired a, a swag bag from the team. And I'm thinking, like, it's the first stop. Like, I'm gonna, <laughs> there's going to be no room in, in the van if if, uh, if I'm getting all this stuff. But, yeah, it's, it's neat the way the project, um, how people can help out. And I'm on a website called Patreon where people can pledge just a couple of bucks a month if they want to help pay for things like like gas or food. Um, and if people aren't into, Hey, I don't want to give you my money. Um, there's other ways people can help out. People can even take part. If there's an aspiring videographer or journalist or whatever it might be that wants to, to help out or film when I'm in St. Louis, you know, I'm, I'm more than open to that. So, um, and then as far as the gas cards go, I'll tell you what, I have been in a Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks every single day. uh uh-huh. Getting their Wi-Fi—that's kind of like my go-to spot, like my second home now. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, I mean, look. However, people want to help out. If people even want to help out, if people don't want to help out, then hey, you know, you don't have to help out. Um, but if if you do, there's a number of ways you can do so um, at little cost or, um, just uh, again, however, however people want to do it, I am willing to accept it. Um, and so you can go to my website, thesoccertour.com/participate, uh, and find out a little bit more about the various ways you can do it. Or if people are interested in actually um, pledging a, a financial commitment, it's just patreoncom tour.
1: Really good stuff, Steve. And uh, yeah, I think it's—I think we're all going to be living vicariously through you a little bit here. And uh, I look forward to videos and, and more blog posts and things like that. And I think the very least we can do is, is get you something, whether it be cash or a coffee or something like that. So,
3: um, or some barbecue, something yes, like that. A hundred percent.
1: No, we got plenty of places like that. So, all right, man. Um, it's been really good talking to you. I'm going to let you go. Um, but Steve, thank you so much for joining me today. I know you got a lot going on.
3: Absolutely. So I, uh, appreciate you having me on and uh, I look forward to visiting you and, uh, all the St. Uh, Louisans when I'm out in St. Louis in June.
1: Definitely. We'll show you a good time, man. Thanks a lot. See you.
3: Have a good one. Bye-bye.
0: listening to the stl soccer report brought to you by the beautiful game network you can find us online on twitter facebook bgn.fm and stlsoccerreport.com if you have any questions you'd like read on air please send them to stlsoccerreport at gmail.com thank you for geeking with me